Blog Talk Radio. Today is gonna be the day that they're gonna throw it back to you By now you should have somehow realized what you gotta do I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now Backbeat, the word is on the street that the fire in your heart is out You've heard it all before, but you never really had a doubt I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do about you now And all the roads we have to walk are winding And all the lights that lead us there are blinding Baby, 
Good afternoon, brothers and sisters. This is Carlos Montenegro. Welcome to El Barrio Verde, sponsored by the East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center, Self-Help Legal Solutions, and Resources for the Entire Community. This is Carlos Montenegro and Bienvenidos to the Neighborhood. This show is being broadcasted live from East Los Angeles in the Spanglish language to all of our hermanos and hermanas in all 50 United States. I'd like you to join me weekly to discuss anything and everything relating to the community, legal, free community resources, politics, government conspiracies, the law, and civil rights. East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center is a nonprofit corporation offering a wide range of self-help legal services to the community of Los Angeles who are immigrants or individuals who are economically challenged. The East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center provides free and low-cost informational services to those who cannot afford the legal assistance of an attorney and who are unable to fill out the legal forms and self-representation cases on their own for lack of understanding the complexity of the law in self-pursuit of their personal freedoms, civil liberties, justice, and equality. Wow. Welcome today, ladies and gentlemen, to our season premiere show. Today's topic is going to be police corruption and the blue wall of silence. And um, this is going to be an interesting show. Um, I'm going to read a lot of articles. It's probably going to be boring for a lot of people, but for me it's very, very interesting because I am um, have been in support of, 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 of social and civil rights for people in the Los Angeles area for over 30 years. And um, um, that's why we formed this center, um, the East Los Angeles Community Law and Civil Rights Center, to be able to help um, a, a wide, wide broad of people um, covering the Los Angeles area. And um, we're going to go over the pros and cons of establishing today a community review board to independently investigate citizen complaints of police abuse, police corruption, and police conspiracies. Ooh, that sounds spooky, huh? On this show, we will also be discussing the blue wall of silence, also blue code and blue shield, which are terms used in the United States to denote the idea of an unwritten rule that exists among police officers not to report on a colleague's errors, misconduct, or crimes at all. On this show, we're also going to learn um, how to report police abuse um, and how communities can begin to document police abuse uh, reports by citizens or victims. And um, at the end of the show, I'm also going to um, give you, read you uh, a little bit, a little booklet that I made for our center. It's called the uh, Victim's Guide to Police Misconduct. Um, And that guide is available free as a PDF uh, following the show. Um, and you can contact us and request it from eastlosangeleslaw at gmail.com. And uh, incidentally, our address is 4765 Whittier Boulevard, Los Angeles, California, 90022. My telephone number, if anybody wants to speak with me uh, or whatever, it's 310-619-3634. So at any rate, uh, before we get into... Uh, this show, a little controversial show here. Um, I'd like to discuss a few things here before, and if there's better interest in me. Um, how about the president's speech last night at the State of the Union? I thought the president delivered a great speech. I think that um, even though he's only has two years left uh, on his uh, on, on his on his uh, term right there, 
that I believe he's going to do the best job that anybody could do. Um, I happen to believe that um, Obama has been one of the best presidents that um, that I've seen in my lifetime. Um, I would say Reagan, for me, was the best. Um, so, you know, I'm a little bit conservative and I'm a little bit liberal. I'm right in the middle right there. Um, and although that some people might think that my, um, my, my views might be from the far left, or from the far right, whatever. I'm really, really right in the middle. And um, how about that George Lopez? Uh, did you guys read the article in the paper that um, he's considering running for the Los Angeles mayor? Um, you know, personally, I think George Lopez would make a great governor for the state of California, but um, we want Fluffy for mayor, mayor of Los Angeles. So who wants Fluffy as mayor of Los Angeles? Let me know. Send me, uh, send me an email. Let's see how many um, you know tweets you get on Twitter. Um, let's let's start talking about this whole thing about a review board for the police department and the LA County Sheriff's Department. We are living in troubled times. Um, we are seeing more and more people uh, protest over incidents of alleged police abuse, and um, you and me both know that uh, some of the incidents, although that um, there have been police-related in nature, not all the time, um, to me at least, um, doesn't seem as if the the police were the problem. But um, most of the times, or some of the times, some of the people were uh, violating the law, and when you violate the law, then you um, have to answer, you know, to questioning um, by the police. And I'm going to tell you a little bit later on how to protect your rights when detained by the police um, so that um, you can uh, report it if they've violated your your rights right here. Um, I guess for me, um, this goes way, way, way back, I believe, um, when we had um, um, the Rampart incident, if you guys remember that. Um, so I want to read a few things from some of the scandals the police department um, you know, we'll talk about one of the things that I believe is important to, to see that a, a police review board that it not be and that it be from the community and it not be um it be from the um internal uh system of the police department or the LA county sheriff's department of a complete civilian a review board. What's wrong with that? Um, right now, um, there's some concern because it's going. Um, there's a kind of a a board that's been formed under the, I believe, the LA County Board of Supervisors uh, to start uh, drafting up a structure for this um, review board. But uh, we're going to go into that a little bit later in detail, um, and I'll read you an article, and I'll tell you who's involved and who should not be involved. Um, the other thing is, is that um, you know, every year, um, we're you know we're an economy that's trying to get back on our feet here. Um, we have every year lawsuits against local cities, the state, um, for police misconduct or police abuse against citizens, um, uh, which amount to um, millions and millions and millions of dollars and sometimes in the hundreds of millions of dollars, um, as we saw in the um, some of the scandals we're going to talk about here. 
And um, not all of these get reported on TV. There's certainly enough small uh, kind of out-of-court um, settlements that are not discussed by the police department. But in reality, um, this is really an important issue because if we had a better system of policing the police or investigating claims of citizens of police abuse, then we would um, definitely be saving the city and the state lots of money. For example, um, in a citizen uh, review board um, could interview individuals who are um, saying that they've been abused by the police and under oath, they would have to take it under oath, a penalty of perjury, that the statement that they're going to give is, is correct um, because you and I both know that there are lots of people out there that are fanatics, fanatical, and they do make up complaints that are false um, or that are a little bit extra added to it, which complicate the matters and cause more problems. And then to top it off, um, these complaints are then directed to um, locations like the um, Inspector General for the um, LAPD, uh, which is supposed to be a civilian kind of agency that uh, polices their own police. But you and I both know that um, they really are uh, just a front for the LAPD. Um, and that's okay. I mean, if that's what they want to be, but don't call yourself a civilian kind of mediation when it really is not happening. And the majority of the complaints that go through there are kicked to the curb. Um, um, and um, there we are, just uh, you know, just blowing smoke up somebody's ass right there for a complaint that's been made. Um, and many complaints get lost in the cracks um, and um, are not really dealt with in a, in a fair or correct way. Most of the time, um, these complaints are often made by um, immigrants um, or uh, minorities, and um, uh, so many of them already have former records, and so sometimes that kicks them, kicks the investigation out also. Um, and then we have um, this code of silence of police officers that um, don't want to always give all the full details or an investigation that leads to um, many witnesses not being able to be um, um, spoken to because they're, they're selective sometimes. I mean, it's, if they were to investigate every witness, uh, there'd be lots of paperwork, and a lot of time they would never get back out on their shift. So sometimes police uh, oftentimes will just be selective on who they want to use in their um, report um, which is not good because really if you're going to make a report, make the full report. Don't just, you know, cut corners. And I think that's important that that be dealt with too. But anyways, let's uh, read a few things right here. Let's go over the blue wall of silence first. Um, you hear that a lot um, in and about um, um, many different of um circles or in the news, and uh, is it real or not real? Well, yes, it's real, and and there are certainly lots of cases to prove it. The other thing I want to talk about is that um, uh, many times that the uh, the county sheriff or the LAPD, when people talk about there is a problem with the police training or about their understanding of how to really treat people um, and um, you know, and they feel by violating their rights somehow they're going to get what they want done, that it's 
it's a situation that's an isolated incident. But I can tell you that these are not isolated incidents and that it is a kind of a philosophy um, that sort of um, permeates the entire police force, not just here but around the country and also around the world. Um, philosophies, us against them, them against us. Um, and really, reality, we're all the same people. Everybody's got a job to do, um, and everybody um, should be. Uh, you know, if you're part of society, there's a set of rules and guidelines. If you don't like the rules or the guidelines of, of, that are established by the courts, you have the ability to go and through laws. We're not going to go into that on this show, and we're not going to go. I'm going to tell you basically how to um, go over the guidebooks, but on February 4th, which is Wednesday at 12 noon, we're going to have a show that's going to talk about how to um, establish a claim with the city uh, for police misconduct or city um, misconduct, um, because there definitely is a system of how to do it, and if you don't follow you know, follow the, the system, it's like a game of musical chairs. If you take out without a chair, there's shit out of luck, okay? So at any rate here, let's go over this blue wall of silence here. The blue wall of silence, also blue code and blue shield, are terms used in the United States to denote the idea of an unwritten rule that exists among police officers not to report on a colleague's errors, misconducts, or crimes. If questioned about an incident of misconduct involving another officer, example, during the course of an official inquiry while following the code, the officer being questioned would claim ignorance of another officer's wrongdoing. We already know that the capital lot, okay, police corruption. The code is considered to be police corruption and misconduct. Any officers who engage in discriminatory arrest, physical or verbal harassment, and selective enforcement of the law are considered to be corrupt. Many officers who follow the code may participate in some of these acts during their career for personal matters or in order to protect or support fellow officers. All of these are considered illegal offenses and are grounds for suspension or immediate dismissal. Officers who follow the code are unable to report fellow officers who participate in corruption due to the unwritten laws of their police family. Police perjury is when an officer gives false testimony in court. Officers who do not lie in court may sometimes be threatened and ostracized by fellow police officers. In 1992, the Commission to Investigate Allegations of Police Corruption, also known as the Mulling Commission, undertook a two-year investigation on perjury in law enforcement. They discovered that some officers falsified documents such as arrests, reports, warrants, and evidence for an illegal arrest or search. Some police officers also fabricated stories to the jury. The commission found that the officers were not were not lying for greed, but because they believed that they were imprisoning people who deserved it. Many prosecutors allowed police perjury to occur as well. Whoa, 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 whoa. All in the name of justice. Is that correct? So anyways, here, we're... <laughs> that's... That happens a lot here. And... Um, Federal laws strongly prohibit officers' conduct, including officers. Hold on here. Including officers who follow the code by 
um, neglecting to report any officer who is participating in corruption. If an officer is involved in a violation of any of the police, of any of the officer misconduct federal, federal laws, only the federal government can issue a suit. The police department is only responsible for preventing corruption among officers. If convicted, they must be forced to pay high fines or be in prison. To be convicted, the plaintiffs must prove that the officer was following the code, participating in negligence and unlawful conduct. It is often hard to convict an officer of following the code or other forms of corruption because officers are protected by defense of immunity, which is an exemption from penalties and burdens that the law generally places on other citizens. Okay, so now we know what that's all about here. And I don't know if you've um, ever been stopped for by the police or, you know, for something a little bit in there, but um, you know the time has long passed already. Um, uh, when uh, the general public uh, sees the police, um, really, um, they're not respecting the police anymore um, because um, the prior to uh, Rampart and um, and the Rodney King episode, um, police officers for the most part there was a little bit there were you know some that were sort of so-so, um, you know, you get an asshole in every bunch, right? But um, at any rate, um, you know, it, it really went to go see how extensive, how extensive um, a conspiracy theory could be that involved multiple people, crime, corruption. Um, and I believe since that time that we really haven't been able to or even forgive them for 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 what they um, participated in, and uh, even though those individuals were sentenced sent to jail, it doesn't really matter because even though uh, there were only a certain amount of people convicted, it went far beyond that. Just the other ones were lucky to get convicted. Um, if you have cancer, usually it just sort of affects the whole thing once not treated. So um, that's right there. So <clears throat> let's see here. Let's talk about this uh, Rampart scandal timeline here. And I have something else here. Let's go over this Rampart thing because I think it's important. It happened a long time ago. Undercover LAPD officer Frank Liga shot and killed off-duty LAPD officer Kevin Gaines in a case of apparent road rage. The shooting of a black officer gains by a white cop. Liga has created a highly publicized police controversy. Liga told Frontline that Gaines threatened him with a gun and that he responded in self-defense, adding, in my training experience, this guy had I'm a gang member written all over him. Mm. What does that mean? <clears throat> I wonder. Investigators on the case discovered that Gaines had allegedly been involved in similar road rage incidents, threatening drivers and brandishing his gun. They also discovered troubling connections between Gaines and Death Row Records, a rap record label owned by Marianne's um, um, Serge Knight, Chick Knight, sorry, the investigators came to find was hiring off-duty police officers security guards. Liga, who had been reassigned to death duty while the LAPD reviewed the circumstances of the shooting, including whether his actions had been racially motivated, was ultimately exonerated a year later. Three separate internal investigations determined that the shooting was in policy. After the shooting, the 
Gaines family, represented by attorney Johnny Cochran, filed a wrongful death lawsuit against the city of Los Angeles for $25 million, and the city uh, settled the suit for $250,000. Then we go on to talk about here, um, let's see here. I'm just trying to give you some figures about money that's been spent right here. Uh, there was a 231000 civil settlement um, in the year of 1998 called the Station House Beating, um, where LAPD officer Brian Ewitt, a member of the LAPD's elite anti-gang unit, crashed in the Rampart Division, brought 18th Street gang member Ismael menace um, to the Rampart Police Station, requesting Ewitt to beat and handcuff, beat the handcuff Jimenez. Um, in the chest and stomach, causing him to vomit blood. Um, after minutes went to the hospital, where officials notified the LAPD of his injuries and complaints, and um, then he ended up um, getting awarded that money. Um, and I, these are just some of the things I just recently, you know, just sort of picked up here. Let me see if I could find some some other things right here. Um, I don't know what I did with that. Next time I'll give you some some more pictures here. Um, here's one here, record settlement reached in uh, November 21st, year 2000. Um, in the largest misconduct settlement in the city's history, Javier Ovado was awarded $15 million. An additional 29 civil suits were settled for nearly $11 million. The city faced with more than 140 civil suits stemming from the corruption scandal. Estimates that total uh, settlement costs will be about $125 million. Woo-wee. Okay, that's a lot of moolah right there. Anyways, I'm just trying to show um, here. You give you some examples. Um, I'm going to try and find, um, see what the statistics are for um, lawsuit settlements um, for the city of Los Angeles, also for the county of Los Angeles, for cases of police misconduct for the year 2013, maybe, and year 2014. I think it's important that we um, see that um, if something's not working, it's not working. There's no way that you're going to make it better if it's not working. It needs to be dismantled and replaced with something that's uh, more refined, something that we've learned from our past experiences of failure and move forward and just call it a day. So that's why um, I think that it's important that we take a look at a new kind of uh, community civilian police review board made up of the community, and I'm going to go over some more things right here, too. The Inspector General's Office functions as the eyes and ears of the Board of Police Commissioners, which is responsible for overseeing the LAPD. The OIG is a separate and independent from the department. Sort of and sort of not. Um, um, legally, I think that this is legal, but ethically, I think that they're doing a few things that are sort of shady and um, aren't really the eyes and ears of the general public. Um, they seem to be the eyes and ears of the LAPD, but not for the general public. The OIG also reveals investigations specifically to all officer-involved shootings and significant uses of force that result in death 
for hospitalization as well as complaint investigations of police officer misconduct. The OIG conducts its own performance-related audits as well as other reviews, and who else reviews themselves but themselves? Um, I don't know about you, but it sounds like somebody's trying to blow a lot of smoke up somebody's ass right here. This doesn't seem like it's going to work. And I personally have had some dealings with them. And anybody who sends anything through them, it's going to come back that um, your case uh, was unsubstantiated. And 